Hey, and welcome to episode 81 of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. And this week I'm celebrating 10,000 downloads. But as of the time of this episode being published, we're actually up to over 12,000 downloads. And I'm just like, wow, I'm blown away. Absolutely blown away. So grateful and so appreciative to everyone who has listened in. Be you a long-term listener or if you've just joined us over the last few weeks or months. I am truly grateful to have you on this journey with me. Because that is what it has been. is one big mad journey. And this week I'm going through the top 10 listened to episodes. And listening back on them. Oh wow, well, like I was really reflecting on where I was with every episode. In everyone's life we all go through so many ups and downs and like so many different things happen to us and we tend to forget about a lot of this stuff that goes on or that goes down for us. And I always say things happen for us, not to us. But it's mad. Some of the episodes I was I was great, I was ecstatic, I was on cloud nine. Other episodes I was actually in the depths of despair really struggling with life and struggling with figuring out how I was going to move forward or even if I was going to be able to move forward. Even one of the episodes, which one of the top downloaded episodes, the place where I was at was such a dark place. And you wouldn't hear it from... What you're listening to, what you're listening to is hormones and health and what you can do to help yourself and goes to show how we can all put on a face, we can all put on a front and we're really hiding what's what's actually true for us in, in the moment and at that time. We do this for many different reasons. One, it's friggin' terrifying to be vulnerable and to let people really see you. And two, just to keep pushing through, just to keep swimming, as Dory always says, just keep swimming. But yeah, it's been a journey the last two years, one I'm very grateful for. It's only now, two years after starting this podcast, where I'm at a place where I finally know who I am again. I'd lost Orla a long time ago. I was in a sea of what I thought was insanity. I genuinely thought sometimes that I I was crazy or that I had gone crazy. But then I always reminded myself, a crazy person doesn't know they're crazy. So that was always my anchor to reality. But to start off, the top episode listened to is actually episode number one, which really surprised me. Uh, episode number one came out on 7th of February 2019. And the title is What is Your Menstrual Cycle? So this is your basic bread and butter, just explaining all the different phases of your menstrual cycle from menstruation, follicular, ovulation and luteal phases. And it just it breaks everything down for you and it's giving you the best times of the month to do certain things so how during 
the follicular phase and right before ovulation, these are the best times to, to get any projects done. You've got your go get them attitude, all that. And then your your luteal phase is more of an inward journey, more self-reflective, more being gentle with yourself. But it, I give tips and hints on the best foods and what to expect throughout the entire cycle and also explaining like just your basic bread and butter what your day one is like day one of your menstrual cycle is the day you start bleeding and and going from there that episode was oh god I was sitting down on the bedroom floor of my parents house rattling I was trembling all over and it was 26 minutes long and it took me four hours to record. And I I remember just hitting stop and starting redoing and editing and all that. And then I got my partner at the time to say proof, listen to it. And I was also sitting on the floor and I was cursing who is now a very good friend of mine, but I was just after coming back from a business seminar, an online business seminar, and Brian, who runs it, Brian Keane, he was pushing me into starting the podcast, and I was like, oh God, no, I'm terrible at public speaking, I hate public speaking, it's such a huge fear of mine, but I know I have to do it, and like he, he didn't push me, he was just giving me the gentle nudges, and... But when I came back from that seminar, I was on a high and that's when Orla's Happy Hormones really started. And so I was like, Do you know what, feck it, I have to give it a go. And I did. And all in that week, I just come back from the business seminar. I was on a high. I was facing all my fears work wise. But then in my personal, my personal life was falling apart. Uh, li- literally I was in a long-term relationship and that week we sat down and had a chat and we're like look it's make or break and we said we'd give it one more go and we'd, we'd try and make it work and so everything was there was massive change and subsequently a few months later we did break up for for the better for both of us um but just even reflecting back on that time, starting this journey of Orla's Happy Hormones and navigating my way through this new beginning, also while trying to quote unquote salvage something in a relationship that I was in, which meant a lot to me at the time. And when I say at the time, it did mean a lot to me at the time. Now I'm very grateful for that relationship. Um taught me a lot got a lot of life lessons from it I'm very grateful for that person for what I was taught throughout that time but yeah that that first episode those few weeks they were quite tumultuous the next top listen to episode is episode 46 sex libido pain and intimacy and this came out on the 6th of March 2020 uh, so this was right before lockdown happened and I did a, a little mini sex series and c- because for me I feel that sex is such a huge important part of people's lives for intimate connection, for pleasure, for an overall balanced life really. 
but what was going on for me at the time of that sex series was I actually had to come to terms and acknowledgement of being sexually assaulted and and being raped. It was the first time I'm ever saying that in this podcast. <laughs> it's the first time I'm saying it publicly. There are four people who know this. January and February of 2020, I got a lot of repressed memories come back into my conscious mind and I went down a spiral and I found it extremely hard to cope with things that had been done to me and also found it really hard to get rid of guilt and shame around these things so in a kind of therapeutic way I went down the avenue with my work of John really diving into sex and the importance of sex and libido and the importance of intimacy because I was trying to get that back I was trying to connect back in with sex as what I believe it to be which can be an extremely spiritual experience and it's extremely spiritual connection between two people recording those episodes were they were tough because I had a bit of a charlatan complex I was talking about these topics yet I had such a conflicted relationship with sex because I loved sex and I loved that connection that you can have with it and that intimacy that it brings but also I couldn't be touched without feeling shame and having a visceral response of my skin would crawl and that in itself has been a journey like I'm still working on that I've spoken before about being in somatic therapy and that is why I I go to somatic therapy somatic therapy is body work and I'm still working through these things any form of sexual assault or sexual violation is just that it's a violation and it takes time that healing process takes time and it's never linear and you may think that you're healed and you're ready to go and then all of a sudden something happens you, you you're intimate with someone and things come flooding back and that happens and it's learning about being compassionate with yourself only recently I I went back into a kind of head spiral of oh that's it I'm fucked I'm fucked in the head and I'm never going to be able to be with anyone blah 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 and it wasn't until I sat and chatted with a friend and he was like bring it back you're not fucked in the head you've just been triggered it's okay now you know that you're being triggered in certain certain scenarios I'm like okay yeah that's true but it's learning to be compassionate with ourselves through the healing process it's learning to get rid of that self-blame and that self-judgment that's been a huge lesson for me taken me a long time but I've finally gotten to the place of saying that was not my fault 
Whereas I did blame myself for a lot of it. That was the top, the next top one. The next one is episode 54, the two week wait, adrenal fatigue and candida. And this episode, really good episode when it comes to fertility. Any women or any couples who are going through fertility because of that two week wait, the two week wait, a lot of people don't understand when they're, when they first start trying They've never heard of the two-week wait. And that two-week wait is two weeks of, am I pregnant? Is it this month? Are we going to be parents this month? Is it going to happen? And some women can go through that for years. And it's even just normalising the term, the two-week wait. And then I also talk about adrenal fatigue and candida and what you can do to help with adrenal fatigue and, and candida through diet, supplements, nutrition, what it is that you have to do and kind of break it down into the basics of why these things are happening. That episode was recorded on the 8th of May, 2020. And (laughs) I think I was in breakdown number two of lockdown. (laughs) Oh, lockdown really pushed me. And I know we're still in lockdown, but last year I I did have a number of uh, emotional breakdowns or as Brene Brown calls them, spiritual awakenings. But my OCD was triggered horrifically because I was being told what I could and couldn't do and I was being controlled. And for anyone who has ever been in unhealthy or toxic or controlling relationships, going into lockdown was a huge trigger because your freedom was taken away. And I remember losing it, absolutely losing it with my brother one night. Like we had a rip-roaring argument, complete screaming match in front of my mother. And God love her, it broke her heart. I remember storming out of the house. Now I was living alone at the time. But they were my bubble, so I would go over and spend some nights there so that I wouldn't be alone all the time. And they were the only people that I was seeing. And I remember storming out of the house, getting a taxi home and punching the wall numerous times and then wanting to self-harm. And these were things that I never wanted to do. Not never, sorry. These were things that I had done in the past, in my younger years, coping mechanisms. Um, well, I've talked about that in different podcasts before. But... um. Yeah, these were all thoughts that were coming up that I was not expecting to come up. But I remember not going back to the house for a few days. My poor mother was in the middle of myself and my brother. We love each other to bits, myself and my brother, but we push each other's buttons because we are very similar. But having to navigate through all of that at the time of recording that podcast I was I I really was using my work as a distraction as best as I could because the isolation of lockdown I was so lonely I I wasn't coping well at all with it I was very lucky I have a friend Emma and we would do 
a five minute check in every night over WhatsApp. We'd have a WhatsApp video call every night, glass of vino, and just check in with each other. How was your day today? How was your day today? It wouldn't be big, mad, long conversations, just five, ten minute check in. And I am so, so grateful for that wonderful human being. She kept me going through lockdown one. Yeah, she she was my little rock. So thank you for that, Emma. You really are an amazing human. The next episode is episode 57. And this was Breakups and Heartache. And this came out on the 28th of May, 2020. And... It was funny, I had a lot of people getting on to me at the time. They were all going through breakups and then going through breakups in lockdown, which was even worse. I couldn't imagine going through a break a breakup in lockdown. And but it was interesting because at the time I had a lot of old a lot of old wounds resurface. Wounds going back friggin' twenty years. And I was working on releasing attachments, not even releasing attachments, but kind of going, getting a 180 on, or a 180 or a 360, I always get confused with those two, but I was working on, on really letting go of past relationships and past heartaches. I did so many ceremonies, so many letter writings, I'd sit down in front of my fire, write letters to old partners, to exes, apologise for my part that I played in those relationships. Also acknowledged the shitty aspects of what they had done <laughs> in those relationships. Like, do we all play a role? It's like, I always say there's three sides to every story, his, hers and the truth, which is a combination of both sides. We all have our own perceptions of what actually happens in life. We see things through our own eyes and our eyes are different to someone else's eyes. But during that time, while I was doing a lot of release work and letting go, I had loads of people get in touch with me with their own breakups. So, yeah, I felt like I had to do an episode on it. It was quite cathartic for me at the time, too. I was going through old memories of past boyfriends and good, bad, ugly, the works. And a lot of shift work, like really moving through self-worth issues, a lot of self-forgiveness. Because at the end of the day, when we talk about forgiveness and anger and when we hold on to anger, we're only hurting ourselves. Sometimes anger is valid. You know, anger, there's nothing wrong with the emotion anger. It it is a valid emotion. And something I always say is premature forgiveness is detrimental to your your overall health, but to your mental health and to your self-worth. I'm going to say that again. Premature forgiveness is detrimental to your self-worth. Because if you're not ready to forgive, you're only causing yourself more harm by faking it. That whole fake it till you make it, no. Feel what you have to feel. It's valid. You're allowed to feel whatever it is that you want to feel. Or whatever it is that you do feel. So when you try and fake it till you make it, that's when you're suppressing emotions. So yeah, that was me really going into the 
old wounds of self-worth and not being lovable and not being worthy enough and being hard on myself for shit that I did because I didn't know any better at the time. But yeah, that was an interesting month. Me. And the next episode, which was June 2019, episode 17, Stress, Adrenal Fatigue and Burnout, which is kind of funny (laughs) because at that time I was completely burnt out and my adrenals were on the floor, my stress levels were through the roof and I had just gone through a breakup a week or two before that but it wasn't fully official well no it was official when we broke up but everyone knows the whole over and back story that happens with breakups and so I was in the process of that breakup it was a drawn out it was a long drawn out breakup of two months and but I had completely lost my sense of self. I didn't know who I was. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, who is this person looking back at me? I do not recognise you. I was in complete burnout from the breakup, but also from other family things that were going on at the time, some real hard family struggles and... I had lost, I think I'd gone down to something like 49 kilos and I wasn't eating. The only thing I could eat would be pizza and that was even only for a time I even lost my appetite for pizza. Pizza's my go-to. If I can't eat, I know I'll eat a pizza. But I even got to a stage with this where I couldn't even eat pizza. And I was in such despair. And this episode, I had to do this episode to go through. I went through everything that you can do for adrenal fatigue. Again, nutrition, supplements, herbs, why adrenal fatigue happens, burnout, stress, the works. But I was in the thick of it myself and I needed to take a break. And I did. I ended up taking a month off after that because I couldn't focus on work while I was going through the breakup and while I was going through the family stuff. It, it, it was just too much. But I had to give myself that permission to take the break. And for me, that's something that I always find really hard to do is to let myself take a break. And even now, it's funny, this year, for the first time ever, I have penciled in a week's holidays for myself in April. And I can't wait. It's going to be a week where I do absolutely nothing. But both my sister and my mom are like, Orla, this is the healthiest thing I've ever seen you do. I was like, I know, isn't it? I'm taking a week off instead of working myself into the ground to a point where I need to take a week off to recuperate. Whereas now I'm taking a week off to just do whatever I want. Hopefully the 5k restrictions will be lifted and I'll be able to go for a drive out to Connemara because I miss going out to Connemara. I want to go out onto Diamond Hill again. But yeah, stress, prolonged stress, which all of us have been going through for the last year and a bit now with covid it really does take its toll on us and it really does has have an impact on our hormones and our mental health. So if you feel like you're stressed or if you feel like you're you're going 
into burnout or you're heading into burnout, please give yourself the break. Because if you don't, you're only going to crash and burn. That's what I did. I crashed and burned in 2019 and that was from some really tough emotional times. Don't let yourself get to the point of burnout. Take that break now if you need it. The next episode, the next top listen to episode is episode 31. And this was on IBS, gut health and herbs. And this was recorded in October 2019. And again, I was very much in work mode, distracting myself and really focusing on gut health at the time because my own gut health was in a state again going back to I, I wasn't able to eat at the time and all I could eat would, would have been a bit of chocolate yeah a bit of chocolate and pizza and only little bits at that and my body was mangled as well at the time my my lower back my sacrum my QLs I, I couldn't walk I couldn't move properly I couldn't train and I was just full of inflammation and again this is going back to the burnout and to the stress and everything but during this time this is one of the darkest times of the most re- of, of the last few years but this is one of the most darkest times of my life I've had a few pretty dark times but yeah I remember sitting on my sitting room floor folding laundry and I can't even believe, I can't believe I'm even going to say this but actually wondering how it is, how I would be able to go about ending things. Now, I've spoken about my attempt at suicide when I was 15. I took an overdose because the medication that I was on. And I saw what that did to my family. And I made a promise to myself there and then that I would never, ever let my mind go to a place that dark again. And this just creeped up on me out of the blue. Now, it wasn't out of the blue, but everything that I'd been through within the years previous to to October 2019, there was a lot of ups and downs. But I never thought that I would get to a place where I would really be wondering, how could I do this without it hurting my family? Or... What would be the easiest way to do this? And it was a real consideration. I was at that point where, again, I was like, everybody will just be better off because I'm just a burden at this point. I could see the worrying looks on all my family's faces. And I was sitting in a house on my own, lost, lonely full of sadness full of darkness not recognising who I was I was a shadow of my former self and then I got a text message to tell me of a girl who I was in school with had just killed herself and that snapped me out of it 
that is one of the most scariest moments of my adult life. That my mind went there and it took for somebody else taking their own life to pull me out and caught me on. And I don't say that in a facetious way or in a condescending way. And I'm not saying people should cop on. It's not about that. It was for me. I needed to pull myself out. I needed to, to shake myself out of it. Because I was... I had gone down this spiral. I really went on that journey into the shadow self. And I, I got stuck there. I'm all for feeling your feelings and work through them. And you got to feel it to heal it. But I got stuck there. And I didn't know a way out. But that's because I isolated myself. Because I was so used to isolation. I was so used to not asking for help. And I was so used to hiding what was going on in my life. Because I couldn't have people know what was really going on in my life for a few years. I couldn't tell people what was really going on. Because I was so ashamed. So then I got used to not actually asking for help and not reaching out to people. That's been a huge lesson for me over the last 12 months, is reaching out and asking people for help. Instead of being, no, I can handle this on my own. It's like, Do you know what? No, I need help. And that's what I did. I went to my sister and I was like, I'm not good. I'm in a dark place. And we talked and she gave me remedies and then she told me my my sister is a homeopath and then I went to my own homeopath and I started a proper homeopathic protocol and within a matter of a couple of weeks I was starting to feel a bit more like myself I was starting to come back around and I could see a light and I could see joy and I could laugh and I could smile again and I implore anyone who is in a dark place to reach out for help, ask someone, tell them where you're at because people aren't mind readers. They may know, they may have a sense that there's something going on because they can see it in you, but they're not mind readers. So please reach out. If I hadn't reached out, if I had done what I was seriously planning on doing, I wouldn't have had the last year of, yeah, maybe ups and downs and ins and outs and a bit of turmoil, a bit of shaking things up but everything that has come up I've been working through these things and I've been healing them and every time I heal another layer I find a newer part of myself a stronger part of myself a happier part of myself I've had the biggest belly laughs in the last year the lowest of lows as well now, not quite as low as October 2019, but I've gone, I've done the full roller coaster, but I'm grateful for them. I've got to really work through old wounds and heal old wounds. I'm still healing some old wounds. But with each one I heal, it's like I level up a bit. I know that might sound egotistical or whatever, but it's how it feels. It's that one step closer to my true authentic self. So please reach out and ask someone for help.
The next episode was episode 60, Lessons from the Sea. And this was on the 26th of June, 2020. And, oh, I fell in love with my sea dips. Absolutely fell in love with them. I started them back in March last year. Now I've taken breaks. But they have just really connected me back to Earth, to Mother Nature, to Mother Gaia. This episode goes through all the lists of, of what the ocean has taught me and she has taught me so much. And I was, during this time, I was getting the best out of lockdown of when I was recorded this episode. I was doing my sea dips every day. I was seeing friends every day while doing the sea dips, having chats, going for walks, delving into the inner workings of my mind, delving into the outer workings of the universe and really looking at everything that was happening and everything that was coming up for me personally but also collectively as an opportunity to learn something new. One of the biggest things I'm ever grateful for is starting those sea swims. I truly believe the sea swimming and the dips, they, I really do feel like they've changed my life for the better. If you're someone who has never done a sea dip, get in there, get into the ocean. Really feel the power that she has. Because once you do, once you see how powerful the ocean is, you realise just how big and vast the universe is and it puts everything into perspective. Your daily life's worries, your stresses, everything is washed away for those few minutes in the sea. She literally washes everything away and leaves you either with this sense of calmness or this sense of joy and excitement. The ocean is where my heart lies. I cannot recommend it enough. And if you're someone with a low libido, start your sea swimming. The cold exposure really helps. It can be frustrating if you're single and not sexually active, but... (laughs) She helps you connect back in with your body. The ocean is yin, the ocean is feminine. It's that flow. And as a woman, it can really help connect you back in with that. The next episode then is episode 63, Ways to Cultivate Joy and Happiness, July 2020. July was a big month. (laughs) June and July were big months. And yeah, July was one, when I say like 2020 was also my 33rd year. And your 33rd year is one of your most transformational years where everything breaks open. You're you're just, you're breaking open from the inside out. All your old belief systems, everything that you've ever taught comes back up to the surface for you to, to rethink it, to unlearn, to relearn. Your entire core belief system is shaken up. And things are going to happen to push how you think and push how you believe and really test you and that's how it was for me right from the get-go of my 33rd year from December 2019 till December 2020 
Well, July was a big one for me. July, I was intimate with someone for the first time in months after having... After actually acknowledging being raped and accepting it. This was the first time I was intimate with someone after that. And it was horrible. Not the act or the person, but for me. All the shame, all the guilt, everything all came flooding back to the surface. Now, he was lovely. And... It was just all on a personal level. I couldn't cope with that. And I went into a little bit of a spiral again. But luckily I had my swims, I had my dips. But I remember there was one weekend, I called it my weird weekend. And it was that. I also had a moment of complete rage. I, again, lashed out, punched the wall again. Again, when I get angry, I turn it inwards. I, I don't... Usually, I know I said I blew up at my brother, but I don't usually explode on people. I usually explode in on myself. I, I turn it all inward. But I was having to work through those anger issues as well. Again, I kept trying to push the anger away and kept trying to go into areas of forgiveness to try and forgive the other person. But again, premature forgiveness is detrimental to your overall health and to your self-worth. And then I also had a break-in in my house. But it wasn't a break-in by a stranger. And that was the scariest part of it. Again, that was a, another violation. And it was a huge head fuck. But again, what that was teaching me was my control. Again, I do have OCD and I do have control issues. I know this, I'm very much aware of this, but that that lack of control within my own home, that scared me. So on the outside, I was there trying to cultivate joy and happiness, and I was, I really was. I was connecting with friends, and I was doing my C-dips, I was doing everything in my power to keep moving forward and taking everything as a lesson. But while I was recording that episode, I was going through the the inner turmoil. Again, like me and my charlatan complex, like I have to put that that front forward that everything is okay. When really I was like, oh God, my life is just falling apart. So the world, save me, please. I was very much in a bit of a victim mode last year. Well, no, I wasn't really in victim mode. There was a bit of victim mode, but there, there was also, I, I was seeing everything for what it could do for me but I, I did reach a stage of shouting at the universe one day I got really angry with the universe one day because as well through that time I found out yeah around that time I found out that my best friend and her partner my Ashley my Joe my Germans that they are moving back to Germany and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me I remember being in the car driving out to climb Diamond Hill in convulsions, bawling my eyes out, crying on my own, on the phone to my sister. I was like, Joe and Ashley are going, they're leaving, they're going to Germany. And she even said, 
universe, can you not fucking give her a break? It was, it was my 33rd year. So it was like, things were coming thick and fast and hard. But even in all that, I was trying to find the joy. And I did. I found so much joy then with my Joe and Ashley, with my Germans, with my friends. We all started going on hikes. We started connecting more, getting out into nature, letting people help. Like, literally, I had to learn to ask for help and let people help me. I fell on a mountain twice and refused to say, hey, guys, I'm hurt. And two of the lads saw, saw me fall. But didn't come over to me until they saw that I was really struggling and then give out to me for not asking for help. I'm a stubborn woman, but I've learned. And I continuously learn. We all do. Sometimes we have to go back and make the same mistakes to get the reminder of what way we should be going. For me, it's ask for help. Talk to people. And even through the ups and downs and ins and outs, there is joy to be found. You have to look for it some days. But do look for it. And number 10 on the top 10 list is episode 62. Top three supplements for hormones. Again, we're into July 2020. Like I said, this was a big month. And... (laughs) Again, all of that that I just talked about, all of that had had gone on at the time. And again, like I was going for walks, weekly walks with a friend. And like we were talking about the universe and we were talking about traumas and the inner workings of of our minds and how how it is that we, we can work through certain things. Yet I'd never opened up about any of the stuff that had happened to me within the last four years never said anything because I was terrified of what they would think of me and I actually remember recording this episode um, the top three supplements for hormones because it was the next day that I actually opened up to my friend about things that happened because so much had gone on that I, I, I needed um I needed guidance but I and the only way I could get the answers was by actually delving in to my story. Now I'm someone who always says a story is just a story, it's the emotion that counts. Well I changed my thinking on that. A story isn't just a story. Sometimes we need to tell our stories. Telling our stories can be just as important as feeling the emotions. So I had to tell my story and letting myself be vulnerable with another human to actually open up. There are certain words I couldn't say. It's so I've only been able to say those words in the last four, five, six months. And again, that's because I've been doing the work on it. And what I learned at that time was when you open up to the right people, 
when you let yourself be vulnerable with people who are worthy of it, people who you've built up trust with because not everybody deserves to hear your story. Not everybody has the right to hear your story. Not everybody's going to be able to hold space for your story. Not everybody's going to be able to hear your story. You have to build up trust. And that's not about keeping up a boundary or keeping up walls. Yes, it is boundary-esque, but it's more making sure that you're putting your trust in the right people and making sure that you can trust yourself to hold yourself even while telling the story and even if another person can't hear your story. At the end of the day, it's not actually about them. It's about you letting yourself be vulnerable and it's about you accepting yourself with your scares and all. The one thing I always say is that I'm a beautiful broken vase. I'm put back together with gold glue. We have all been broken in many ways in our lives. But that's what makes us beautiful. And then sharing our stories with the people who deserve to hear them, with the people who can hold you. That's how we can connect. Vulnerability is the hardest and scariest thing to do in this world, it really is. But it is the most beneficial and rewarding thing that you can do. Because vulnerability is that stepping stone to connection. But like I said, not everyone deserves to hear your story. So be mindful of who you share your story with and make sure that you trust them and make sure that you trust yourself too. But do let yourself be vulnerable. It's a scarily beautiful thing. So that's the top 10 listen to episodes and the backstories that go along with them. Not sure if I'm even going to hit publish on this episode, to be honest. Because it's not easy to talk about some of them. But if there is anyone else out there who's going through something similar, there are people that you can reach out to. There are people that you can get in touch with. And please ask for help. So again, I thank you all for coming on this journey with me and walking this path with me. Unbeknownst to yourselves, you had no idea what I was actually, what was going on in life while I was recording all these episodes. But it was knowing that I had my work and that I had my podcast day that got me up, got me out of the bed and kept me going one step, one step further and one day at a time. So from the bottom of my heart, I'm forever grateful for everyone who has listened. So happy Friday and happy hormones. <laughs>